This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The summer is a time for road trips, getting away from the daily grind and exploring the country. And that is just what this one couple from Michigan set out to do. So today we're kicking off our trip by exploring the jewel of the Midwest. And that's where Route 66 technically begins. I didn't even know Route 66 started in Chicago. Did you? The American story Hmm. is the Muslim story, and the Muslim story is the American story. A new three-part PBS docuseries explores Islam's rich history in America. The Great Muslim American Road Trip follows a Midwest couple as they embark on a cross-country road trip, hoping to better understand the centuries-long Muslim experience in the U.S. Their journey began right here in Chicago traveled along the historic Route 66, and you can follow along on PBS. Joining us now are Mana Haidar and Sebastian Robbins. Mana, Sebastian, welcome to Reset. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Good morning. So had you ever been on a big road trip before? (laughs) We have actually driven a lot um, and driven around this country many times, but it's always been with one or both of our boys. Oh. So this was a very different uh, opportunity to do it alone. And I, yeah. Im- I imagine, well, alone with cameras, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the rest of us could, could watch everything that goes on in, in that vehicle. Um, so you weren't interrupting us for snacks and movies the whole time. So that <laughs> made it a lot easier. Love it. Um, I wonder your road trip style then, since this is something you do all the time. Are you the types to listen to music, Mana, or is it podcasts? Do you just talk to each other? Quiet? Is that better? <laughs> mm. You know, it's definitely a mix, especially such a long trip. Uh, I think it was over 2,500 miles on Route 66 from the beginning to the end. Yeah. So you, we, we had to keep it fresh. <laughs> you know, it was definitely a mix. There's Switch a playlist. If, yeah, there's a playlist if people want to follow along to some of the music that we were listening to along the way. So that was a lot of fun to create that. And then, um, you know, for me, I definitely enjoy a bit of silence. And I know that can be hard for Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's the talker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, as we've established, a very, very long trip uh, you guys took. This was three weeks you spent uh, going across the country, mm-hmm. basically going from Chicago to L.A. And you were learning about Muslim history in this country. Why was it important to learn this, Sebastian? Yeah, well, I just want to say at the outset, our intention was more of this personal uh, road trip and almost a second honeymoon for us uh, after being married for 10 years and oh. going through COVID and all these things. So we didn't set out with such a you know, strong intention. Um, and I think part of what comes across in the show are these series of spontaneous encounters that we have. Um, that really led us to the kind of education you're you're referring to of learning about you know ourselves, our own path, and also the long um, history of Islam in America, mm-hmm. um, which we were quite embarrassed uh, to know so little about. You know, we thought we knew something about our path. We thought we knew something about our country, um, but at every encounter and in every community we met, we met scholars and historians. Um, and community members and activists are the depth of our understanding increased, but also the timeline of when Islam really began in this country kept getting further and further pushed back mm-hmm. until we were at the early 1500s um, at the Zuni Pueblo in Western New Mexico, learning about likely the first African and the first Muslim 
to come onto this land before it was even known as uh, America. Wow. So, Mana, as Sebastian points out, you know, you just kind of ended up exploring this history on the road trip. Why would you say a road trip would perhaps be a good way to do something like this? There's something beautiful about being a traveler. Um, we have a tradition um, within the framework of our faith that says, be like the traveler in the world. And when you travel, you really understand what that means. You can't take too much with you. Um, you have to kind of travel light in order to make it easy. You meet the unknown along the way. You have to be open to mystery. And there's something about that that puts you in this beautiful state of being, which allows you to be open to meeting new people, learning new things, and uh, embracing uh, whatever it is that is to come. And I feel like we sort of did that in in front of cameras, you know, and and one thing that was really great was that we were just permitted to be ourselves, you know, Sebastian Mm -hmm. and I are not actors. We are just a real couple who wanted to be a part of this journey and take this trip and learn about Islam in America. And we got the opportunity to talk to people and hear their genuine, authentic stories. And in a way, just be available to hearing people's real life stories. And you start the journey in Chicago. Why did you start here, Mona? That's the technical beginning of Route 66. And, you know, we wanted to do the whole thing from beginning to end. It was was actually really beautiful for me um, as uh, the daughter of immigrants to start in Chicago for a specific reason. And that is that my parents, when they first came to this country, actually started out in Chicago. So in a way, it was like beginning a journey, um, you know, of of immigration with my folks. And, you know, my oldest sibling was actually born in Chicago. I have I still have family in Chicago. So it was this beautiful experience of starting a a sort of personal um, journey, as well as this like grander outward journey of traveling Route 66. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. So you've got family here, Mana, and, and Sebastian, I know you're an educator and you lived and taught near Pilsen. Uh, what new things would you say you've learned about this city, specifically its place in that Muslim American history? Well, getting to meet the daughter of the great Muhammad Ali, Mariam Ali, on our first day um, was just amazing. Um, and uh, this activist um, attorney, Maria uh, Musafar, who was incredible uh, powerhouse community organizer who's actually responsible for establishing Muhammad Ali Day Mm -hmm. in Chicago. And then meeting both of them at the Willis Tower, um, which we we were there partially to learn about the structural engineer, um, this uh, Bangladeshi American Muslim man named Fazlur Khan, who was just this engineering genius. um, And he was the one who designed the tubular uh, created the tubular design that allowed the tower to be so tall and be the tallest building for decades. Um, and again, just sort of these layers and layers of unknown um, history kind of hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Um, kind of was the rocket fuel that just started our trip and just energized us. Um, and both of those women and then learning about this, this architect. Um, and actually we, we studied more about him on the, on the road and read about him and just, He's sort of a unknown figure um, and really deserves, I think, even more recognition than he has. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing we learned early on in the road trip is who America's first Muslims were. Uh, you talked mm. to Kamau Kameo, who mm. heads African-American studies at the University of Illinois in Springfield. What did he teach you, Mana? You know, the, the amazing thing about this journey is the people we come across and the things we learn. And from Professor Kamau, we were able to really establish the reality of when a, a large number of Muslims actually were brought here. And that wasn't by choice. It was during this, the transatlantic slave trade when Muslims were brought here by force. And some estimates say that at least a third of those who were kidnapped and enslaved and brought here uh, were Muslims. And that just, for me as a Muslim, also as a Muslim who studied Christian ethics, who has studied the, the founding fathers mm-hmm. and, and their religion, um, and what informed them on on how to set up a government. It's really fascinating because we get to understand that while there is some progress, that a lot hasn't changed, you know, as far as the what what is permitted, you know, who is allowed to be a citizen and what is still deemed barbaric and and all of that. And when you when you look at where we still have to go, there has to be this orientation of reparation, of healing that has to happen. And I was so grateful to be in the presence of someone like Professor Kamau or in the presence of someone like Dr. Uh, Edward Curtis, who talks about the reality of these historical facts, you know, of how America was built and how we have to move forward. If we are to move forward, we have to face these realities and look at them with uh, an attitude and a hopeful, a hopeful glance of, yes, we are ready to repair that which was broken. Yes, we are ready to repair that which is um, painful and yeah. heal that which is painful in order to move forward as a society if we really are actually to be a melting pot. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking to Mana Haidar and Sebastian Robbins, who recently went on a cross-country journey exploring Islam's history in the U.S. Their experience is documented in a three-part series on PBS. It's called The Great Muslim American Road Trip. Episode one's available to watch right now, and episode two airs tomorrow night on PBS Sebastian, why don't you follow Mana there? I, I, you were soaking up a lot of extra knowledge on this road trip, it sounds like. I wonder what you learned that surprised you, maybe something you didn't know before about the Muslim experience in America. Yeah, you know, my experience in the world and my experience in Islam is quite distinct from Mana's. Um, I didn't grow up in Islam. Uh, I converted about 10 years ago. So I'm very much a student of this path. And so I, <laughs> I have a lot more to learn. Yeah. Um, and also as a white person um, on, a, on a path that is practiced predominantly by non-white folks, um, you know, I have both a lot of privilege um, and a lot of, um, you know, I have a lot that I have responsibility to learn. And so I think one of the things that struck me was that the reality that many Muslim Americans, like other groups, are under this tremendous pressure to not just survive in this life and get by, 
but to somehow also excel and be extraordinary and be amazing and rise above. And while we did meet people who were doing that at every stop of the way, um, I think the power of this trip and the show and and what um, we were able to convey gets beyond some of the accolades and accomplishments um, to the humanity of the folks that we met, the heart of the people, because we could spend time with them. Um, and, um, you know, that, that there was a real power in that. Um, and I think that we can relieve some of the pressure to, um, you know, always have to do better, to always have to, uh, excel. Um, I also just want to, if I could talk about one stop that really made this indelible impression. Sure. Mona and I, we, um, had to take a detour off of route 66 and we went through Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, a place that Mona and I never would have gone on our own. And um, we stopped at a place called the Muslim Village. It's in a beautiful neighborhood, literally in the shadow of the Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, just the most unlikely place to encounter um, a uh, community um, that was providing a free farmer's market of fresh fruits and vegetables um, that um, had started out of the trunk of Mama Nisa's car, who saw a need for fresh produce in her community. She went into her pocket. She started doing this. It established, uh, it, it developed into this community center that now has a job training program, housing. They welcome men back from incarceration with dignity. Uh, they have a library and a mosque. And we. this was almost a year ago. And we talk about this place every day. And it was just this... Uh, incredibly inspiring, beautiful, beautiful place in the most unlikely of all locations. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the trip when you travel and as Mona said, if you can put yourself a little bit into a helpless and vulnerable situation, um, those kinds of encounters are That's possible. Wonderful. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Would you say, Mona, that the uh, experience turned out to be what you expected? Or were your expectations that you, you, you said at the beginning way off? Yeah, I think we we went into it pretty naive. And we were just excited about spending some time together as a couple. Yeah. And, you know, we were blown away by the beauty. And the, we were bewildered by the great stories and the wonderful stories of these human beings. And anybody who spends time listening and sitting with people and just being open to hearing who they are, where they come from, that's transformational um, in my experience. And so just allowing that to happen, not having an agenda, really just allowing folks to be genuine and authentic. I feel like Muslims don't often get that opportunity. And so the fact that this opportunity comes along you just know that people are so hungry to share their their real hearts and what they're actually doing in the world. And that hunger really comes across, you know, because Muslims do happen to be really misrepresented in media. And I just feel so grateful to, to be able to go on the road and in a way help people share their stories by just letting them speak their authentic truth. I hope folks get to see that and you know, be be changed by that a little bit, you know, if only by hearing the story of another person. Yeah. Well, I can't let you both go without asking this. You know, road trips, 
they're sometimes you, you run into the most, you know, the biggest characters on the road. They can be very interesting, right? So I, I wonder what's the weirdest or funniest <laughs> experience you had on the road? Because I know there had to be something. I hear Sebastian already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let you start. Do you want to talk about Quartzsite? (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. There's so many, but there was this one experience that this is an exclusive because I actually haven't shared it anywhere else before. Yes, we love these here at WBEZ. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. um, So this hilarious thing happened. We were in Quartzsite, Arizona, visiting the the grave site, the tomb of a man named Hajjadi, also known as Hajjali. And um, as we were filming, this woman seemingly came out of nowhere and saw, you know, the entire crew, everybody, me, Sebastian, another fellow, and, and decided to choose me of all those people to give an American flag pin to oh, and boy. to just look deep into my eyes and say, you know, God bless you and God bless America. And, and I said, you know, God bless you too. It's, um, thank you. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) And it was just this like wild experience in the midst of filming, you know, to have, to have happen. And it was fascinating. She chose you (laughs) of all people, of of all the people on that set to give an American flag. (laughs) And, um, you know, it just tells you something. I'll let people infer what it tells you. That is Mana Haidar and Sebastian Robbins. Their three-part docuseries called The Great Muslim American Road Trip is available to watch on PBS. Mana and Sebastian, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.